sent you that first screenshot what was your thought tell the people what what you was thinking see and this is why i wish i had twitter which is now i probably will be back sooner than later but that's neither here nor there but right now when you first sent me that screenshot i had to i i looked at i was like no way you're lying i thought that i thought this was i thought this was fake i i, I honestly thought no way no way but then when you kept telling me the next one and the next one and the next one's like, oh, well, what do you know? And I was shocked. But I didn't think we were going to have a season because players were going to die on that program. All right, I just, saw, I, I just saw a tweet from Heyman right now. Owners also right. agree to 25 million player playoffs pool plus 33 million in salary forgiveness for players already fronted part of the 170 million advance. So minimum. Wow. Money guys wouldn't return for no money. So, in effect, players get 100% prorated. In any case, some players view latest as only proposal, not agreement. Jesus Christ. I think the players won this deal, actually. Most importantly, we all win. Baseball gets money. The players get money. We get to watch the game that we grew up and love. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's good. I mean, also also another reason why we both win. Hopefully, with Manfred stepping up and taking that plane, maybe he 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 also did that for next year. For those CBA talks, cause he knows, man. If things would have went off with no season, MLB, and excuse me for saying it, but MLB would have gotten raped next year. The players would have made sure they took fully advantage of the owners. So, I think Manfred made the right call. I'm also highly sure that he called each owner and told them what he was going to do. So, essentially, the owners said, go do it. But he he did a lot of good for people that hated him for the past three days. Uh, I mean, baseball has a reputation. Take some hit because you could have done this two months ago. We could have gotten a 100-game season. But either way, it is what it is. Um, we have baseball for this season. There's peace for this season. Next season is going to be interesting. Because you have to understand, until there's a medical... You're going in and out, man. Uh, now I hear you. I said... I'm good? Yeah. Am I good? Yeah. I said, until... Until there is a medical treatment or a vaccine, we're still going to see. So, God, deal with 2021. So, that's another thing. 
Yeah. So. Well, that's another thing. And now Fauci is saying that MLB shouldn't shouldn't consider playing until October. Um, it's it, it, this virus is so tricky. We don't know. We honestly do not know. And scientists has, has been has been stumbling on what to do with this. But the, but the important thing is we hope that the game. Oh my god, a tweet from Trevor Plouffe. One thing that the purists are going to hate. The owners have proposed being able to sell commercial advertisements on uniforms for the 20 and 2021 season. Hmm. Interesting. I hate that the NBA does that. It's... it's (laughs) Like you got you got billboards all over the stadiums, man. Why do we need it on the jersey? And money. And money. yeah, but they make money. enough money, man. Come on. More money. More money, more problems, kid. And uh I also saw earlier that the DH will go into the twenty one season. So this could potentially make no, forever, no pitchers batting. And I think Thank that's God. right. Thank God. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I really don't need to see Because we don't need Masahiro Tanaka tearing both hamstrings just to score a run. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. And yeah, if, I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Chin Ming Wong, I'm like, why the hell couldn't you do that 10 years ago, man? Because I'm telling you, that ruined his career. He was coming off of back-to-back 19-win seasons. Filthy stuff, filthy slinker, sinker, and man. I'm telling you this, if this could have been implemented, I think um, I think Wong would have been probably the better Japanese pitcher we would have required. If the DH would have been effect then. But Wong was good. He was really, really good. So, that's another issue. So, that's neither here nor there. I believe we have a guest tonight. That's right. The lovely Tall, one of the halves of the Schmear campaign. Mr. Mister Miami Dolphin himself, Mr. 305. And uh, we'll talk some Dolphins. We'll talk a little Marlins. You know, we'll talk some Black Lives Matter, of course, as usual. And uh, we'll have a good 40-minute fun time. And uh, make sure you get some juicy rapid-fire questions. Oh, we've never done this Yeah. we never done this team segment with CW. Um, tomorrow, I going to, we're going to do the Daily James. Nice, nice. And it's going to be, remember, top five greatest MLB players of all time to never got a ring. And if you don't know who number one is, then don't. don't we already had this conversation, my guy. Number I'm one saying, is known. If anyone well doesn't, known. if anyone doesn't know who number one is, I, I, I will volunteer shame myself to punch you in the face. Absolutely. But without further ado, we need to get our whole thing in the...
We are here with now T.W. of the Schmear Campaign. Tal, how's it going, brother? What's going on, man? NYY Pats, my guys, sports dudes, how we doing? We're doing great. My favorite degenerate gambler, Ian Shearer. Oh, man. You're <laughs> That's so crazy. As you say that, you as you say that, I'm literally locked in my golf bets for the weekend. See <laughs> <laughs> what I mean? Uh, first things first, before we get into the fun stuff about Marlins and all Miami and how Dolphins are going to be in the relevant show. Um, number one, how quarantine treated you. Um, and then we'll get to the... Dude, honestly, it's like at, at this point, it's like normal life, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's scary. It's like now I'm just used to uh, going because I work out of my mom's house. Uh, I bring my stuff there, you know. I've just been like, I just, you know, I kind of don't even put an alarm on in the morning. I just wake up. Whenever I wake up, I start working. And, uh, I do that, you know, and I'm just trying to, just trying to stay positive. That's all I can do. Trying to stay positive. Uh, things are just like slowly opening back up. I know over there as well and here. Uh, but I'm not like jumping right into fucking going out and stuff, you know, like it's, I mean, I, I also, you gotta be, oh, gotta put this lower because you're gonna hear TBT. Uh, I don't want, you know, I, it's, you gotta, we still gotta be, we still gotta be somewhat safe, you know, like, I'm not gonna go to bars and stuff. They're gonna be packed to the, you know, to the gills and stuff like that. Like, so I'm still being mindful. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't. I, I'd rather not risk. You know, I've been, I've been this good. I don't want to risk anything. But uh, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to be positive, man. And and I, I'm not sure if my gym. I was actually talking to Brian earlier today. I'm not sure if my gym is open yet, um, which is annoying. So hopefully, uh, you know, I can get back in there. But I've just been running. You know, stuff like that. How about you? I have been fine. I worked. <laughs> Just uh, been staying home this this week. I started uh doing doing laps around my block, nice. and uh, you know, Jer- Jersey where James and Brian live. They're in phase two. Here, right. here we just started phase one last week. So, giving giving the Jersey time span, hopefully we we hit phase two by next month, um, because you know me going sixteen and seventeen weeks without working, that's not cool, man. You know, actually, I'm actually, I'm, I'm um, tired. Of, actually, from what Cuomo said, you guys can be in phase two by June twenty seventh. Oh, that'd be fantastic, man. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Como says that you guys have been together. It's good to hear you, bro. How you been? Uh, uh, you know, hanging in there. Yeah. Working has been a great distraction, and, um, hopefully. Tal, he's been on the phone the whole entire five minutes, man. I didn't realize, no, because when, when you <laughs> yeah. called earlier, I was like, I was just talking to you, and I didn't hear James, and, uh, and he was. He was the one. He was the one that asked you the first question. I didn't even realize it. Fuck, my bad. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. Guys. You know what? That makes sense because that makes sense because NYY Pats, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't take a pot shot uh, against the Dolphins like James just. Did. So, yeah, I should have known when you did the pot shot, but I had to, you know, I, 
Well, here's the thing, though. Like, you, you guys got the perfect season. And the catchers have the imperfect season. So. Oh, shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I don't really ever talk about the perfect season because I wasn't alive for it, you know? See, that, see that's what I like. That's what I like. I respect that. Oh, yeah. But I hate... Oh, shit. I'm saying you're... I got the perfect season. No, actually, it's the imperfect. All right, Dave. So, so. I was at Mardi Gras when the Patriots lost that game uh, uh, that year with the, with the uh, David Tyree catch. Wild night. Wow. That was one of the wildest And oh my god, and and James, yeah, because that's the Giants. No wonder. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys are so nice, so nice. Yeah. That, that, that is the greatest game, one of the probably one of the top three greatest games I've ever seen in my 29 years of existence. That game, it, it, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it, 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 it made, it made, it was, it was one of my proudest moments of being a giant game. On the proudest moment. Well, it's sure. So, it's, it's time, but in 2011 I won money. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time, it's time for a somewhat serious question. So yes. I I listened to the pod this morning. Did oh, nice. anyone yeah. did anyone recognize that fart? He forgot to he forgot to uh, post it on Sunday, so he just he just posted it the other day. Did uh and did n anyone recognize that fart? Oh yeah, from last week. Yes, yeah, somebody did. Somebody recognized it. I sent them the money. Oh, sh- <laughs> nice. I'm a man of my word. One of our listeners, uh, Anna. Wow. Um, I gotta, I gotta ask this. Um, another serious question. I don't want to forget it. Um, okay. The protesting going on in the world, the Black Lives Matter, and what's been, what's been happening with all the, the things, with the killings recently that happened with George Floyd, with the killings in Texas, Atlanta, and Alley, um, and the press going forward. Well, uh, first things first, like, I, I, I gotta say that, uh, you know, it's, it's obvious that there's a problem in this country. Uh, and I don't know, I personally, as a white man, never had to deal with whatever, uh, African Americans have to deal with, uh, with police officers. That has to be said right off the bat, you know? So, uh, that's, you know, and I, and I, and, it, and it keeps happening. Now, um, uh, and I think the protests are beautiful. Peaceful protests are a beautiful thing. Um, and I think I, my, my, oh, whoa, the horse is going crazy there. Um, but my biggest, my, the thing that bothers me is the violence, uh, in some of these protests because the people that are perpetuating the violence and the looting are not people that give a crap about George Floyd or anyone like that. They're opportunists. They're, uh, you know, and really when they do that, I was telling this uh, to Brian and I've said it on the podcast, when people act in such a way, the protesters are essentially the voice for all the, people that have been victims of police brutality due to racial injustice and when you salute and when you do violent things you're muting the voice of those that could not can no longer speak you know so and, you know i think the protests are beautiful when they're done properly uh, and they're done peacefully uh because i think that this there does need to be changed and i, and I was happy to see oh they're scratching this horse, it looks like. I was happy to see, I am a degenerate. I was happy to see, uh, I was happy to see, you know, this was, listen, I was very critical of Donald Trump the last few weeks in his rhetoric and still am. But finally, I was happy to see, uh, 
you know, some, some real positive change coming from the White House because, you know, whether people, you know, it shouldn't be made a Democrat or a Republican thing because everybody talks about voting and all that stuff. But, you know, in all the cities that all this has gone down, it has been primarily Democrat, but it's the Democrats and, you know, the, and the mainstream media that want to blame Trump supporters and Trump for being racist. And when we do that, you ignore that there actually needs to be a real conversation here. And, you know, and that's the problem because this should be a time of listening. This shouldn't be a time of fighting. This shouldn't be a time of infighting. You know, we need to listen to our, to our, to our, our, you know, our, our, our fellow people of color in this country and say, listen, I'm here for you. I want to know what you're dealing with so I can help effectuate the change. Yeah. Um, And that's really, you know, that's really my biggest thing. I feel like, there's been so many layups, like to be able to get it right, uh, you know. And yeah, this they're really pushing this horse right in. This is one of my horses too. They're gonna scratch this motherfucker. There's been so many layups to like to just be able to come out and say, like, if I was Trump, what I would have done is I would have put out a statement right after everything happened. Why they got him in? I would have put out a statement right after everything happened, and I would have said, you know, I would have said something. Then I would have sat down, which is hard for him to do, and shut up. And I would have invited. Any person of color that's part of my administration or that's part of my uh, of the media to talk about their experience as an African-American or as a minority in this country and what they're going through, because not enough people know about that. And you could post the fucking black box on Instagram. And, you know, I even got into it with my sister. I think I'm talking about the pod because she had a post. Oh, yeah, I donated to X. Ex political, ex you know, campaign for Black Lives Matter, and I read this book about white privilege and all this stuff, and I'm like, that's great and all, but why do you have to brag about it? You know, because to me, it's your just virtue signaling. A lot of people are, and you know, that's not right. You know, we need to, you know, we, we need to be doing everything that we're doing now needs to be to be doing for the right reasons, not just because it looks cool on social media or. Um, it looks cool on social media or there's, you know, uh, or everybody's doing it, you know. He, Snoop Dogg came out today and he put out something that was perfect. And I had a debate with my friends saying he was right. He's saying, I, I, he said, I love how, you know, my black brothers and sisters are falling for these corporations who think, you know, just coming out saying black lives matter and they think they really care. Because in reality, they don't, you know. And, and that's the scary part is that people are just doing it because it's the, the what's hot in the streets. It's the... It's the flavor of the week. And, you know, and what's sad is that, you know, I tell people, I listen, I think Black Lives Matter. I, 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 I'm saying, you know, I, I think it's there's a huge problem in this country. But the other issue is, is that why is it not? And I'm not an all lives matter person either. I think that's, you know, that's a bad take. But if we're going to do all, all, all uh, Black Lives Matter, it really should be all black lives matter because there's been a lot of african-americans that have not been able to have uh, that have perished and no one talks about uh either due to uh either that's police uh, a cop that was shot or black on black crime and you know so the problem is is that they only they only move make this perpetuate this movement when it's convenient and you know and that's the problem so until people say that we need to well, this is an issue across the board 24 7 365 not just when something bad happens then i think we'll have real change uh but the problem is it's like it's just what's hot in the streets it's like it's the same thing with i hate to say it but like when there's um school shootings you know the first thing they say is uh what's it called um they say oh ban guns or do this and they don't talk and then you know and then after that something else happens and they forget about it you know we've been reacting the same way to all these 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 tragedies and nothing has changed so maybe we need to look at how are we reacting as a country when this stuff happens 
Yeah, you know, you said a lot of great things. Too many people do stuff for clicks, man. If you're going to donate, cool, donate. But why do you have to brag about it? Just so people can say, oh, congrats, thank you for donating. That's horrible. Um, I'm in the same boat as you. I'll never know what it's like to get pulled over by a cop for not doing anything wrong or racially profiled or anything like that. And and innocent people should not should not be dying. This is not the 1920s or 30s or the 1800s. People should not be getting hung. People should not be picked up, put a rope around their neck and thrown over the tree and and left to steal like a museum. That's horrible. And all and all lives matter. You know what it is? You're basically saying I'm a racist clown who doesn't right. care, and I want it to be about me. Oh, why? Cause I'm white. It don't matter. There was a there was a picture I saw three weeks ago where a girl who's easily in her fifties ha- has to be a hick. She put a tattoo: "Black lives matter." No, all lives matter in black ink. Like, what are you doing? First of all, not only not only did you just waste money on that, do you actually know that it's in black ink? So, what what is your point? It's, it's, you're basically walking billboard saying, "Hey, I am a racist piece of trash yeah, who no, doesn't I, care." I'm with you because I think listen, I think the Black Lives Matter could you know, I think that it's a beautiful movement when it's like done decently and people are doing it for the right reasons and not hijacking it. But you know, I also want there you know. Like, I, I want it to be, like, if we're going to do it, then let's address everything. Let's not just fix one. Let's fix fucking everything. You know, and, 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 and uh, I don't want to half-ass anything because, you know, it's, 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 it's just sad to see. You know, I lived in Macon, Georgia for law school, as you guys know, and I, I did see, like, I did notice, you know, there were times where I was pulled over and, like, for running a stop line, and I know for a fact that if I was black, I would have gotten a ticket or arrested. Don't you have a PBA card? What's up? Don't you have a PBA card? No, not anymore. This was when I was in law school. Oh, okay. No, but even so, like, and even when I was a prosecutor, I never would pull out my badge or anything like that. Fuck that. Um, but, you know, like, I knew I knew that that was the case. I actually saw a great movie last night, the Jamie Foxx, uh, Michael D. Jordan movie. Oh, Just Mercy. Fantastic. Uh, I love that movie. movie. The most powerful part is where, is, is where they all banged on the... Gate. Yeah, holy when, shit. When 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 the guy was going to the chair and uh, he yeah. had he had his music and just for all those people to watch and just yep. you know that's that's horrible, man. No nobody should have to go through that. I uh no. I saw a tweet like a week ago maybe where two two kids did the exact same crime, right? One's yeah. black, one's white. The white kid, no. No, no, no death penalty. The black kid, death penalty. The white kid, up for parole. The black kid, not up for parole. Stuff like this cannot happen. No, it's a huge problem. I mean, I've been to death row. I went to the death row in uh, in Georgia at Georgia State Prison. It, it's hell. How how is that experience like? I, eerie. Uh, like, I mean, I've been to a few prisons now before because of my job, but, right. you know, that was, you know, just eerie. It's, you know, you're basically, you can feel, I mean, it, you know, I've been to parts of prisons where it's rowdy and crazy, you know, when you buy that death row, there's none of that going on. It's, it's almost like, uh, you know, you hear some talking, 
but it's almost like a solemnness, you know? Have uh, Have you ever saw an execution. actual execution? No, no, That's right. no, no, no. That's good. Uh, no, no, no. And I, I hope I never do, because that means that I probably represented somebody or... You know, and, and you know, or, or played over. and that's something I would love to. Like, I would, I, I you know, I, I would love not to, not to watch an execution, but you know, do that as pro bono. It's like after watching that movie, I'd love to help you know any way I can because you know there are, dude. I as a prosecutor, I, there are some shady fucking cops out there. They lie, especially juvenile cases. Fuck, bro. I used to close my door in the office and literally yell at these cops. I said it's better that I'm doing this here than a judge doing it. Because, you know, like, I, I like I don't want you, like, at the end of the day, you have a livelihood, you have a job, but let me teach you here, because you do this in court, you're fucked, you know, your whole career's over. And, like, them planting evidence, or them, uh, them like, targeting, you know, uh, Latinos and shit like that, or black kids, oh, it was disgusting, you know, so there is a problem, there's bad, but it's in everything, there's bad lawyers, there's fucking racist lawyers, there's racist doctors, there's racist cops, there's racist Uber drivers, you know, so... You know, and that's you know that that's a problem too. So I I do applaud Trump for finally like having this database, and he banned chokeholds this week, which was nice. Uh, and, but another problem though is too in Atlanta that incident, which is a lot more different than George Floyd. George Floyd's was you know. There's no, what there's no what difference. what happened in Atlanta? Atlanta, do you guys know James? Do you know what happened in Atlanta? James. Hello. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Atlanta was that was a guy that was pulled over for DUI and the cops listened. It should not have happened. He should not have died. But he like stole the taser and pointed it at the cop and the cop shot him. Um, it should no, no one should have created that situation. This whole climate wow. has made everything dangerous. But now the Atlanta DA charged that cop with felony murder, which is punishable by death. And the problem is, is when you do that, when you when you have these politically motivated charges that don't have a stand to, to fuse, you have to remember, arresting somebody and charging someone is a whole totally different burden than than convicting someone. Uh, you know, that's what, you know, that is what sometimes in, in, in our bigger cities, it's good to have uh, a good justice system because at the end of the day, justice in, in more times than not usually prevails when it's not in these podunk ass racist towns. Uh, you know, but here there is a they, they charge him with felony murder. There's a, it's gonna be very hard to convince a jury that that was a that that was a, a an intentional murder. You know that should that is punishable by life or death. And then what happens is that he's gonna be acquitted, and then you're gonna get more riots and protests because really it wasn't the cop that fucked up. It was the the, the district attorney that was you know did something that was politically motivated. So everyone needs to take a step back and realize, listen, if we're gonna do this, let's do it the fucking right way. So we don't have, so we can start addressing these things for real. Uh, you know, like even in Minnesota, like the, the delay in arresting the cop. I understand, yes, that cop, in my opinion, should get the fucking needle. He's a murderer. He's a piece of shit racist pig. But the problem is Minnesota abolished the death penalty, one of the first states to do that. So that's neither here nor there. But the reason it took a while for him to get arrested is they're dealing with the police unions. They have to find out where they're going to fucking house this motherfucker because he's going to be target number one in the jails. Uh, they then have to realize what prosecutor's office is going to try the case because there's so much conflict between the police and that. So, you know, I, I always mention this book on the podcast that I recommend it to you guys if you have the chance to read it called The Obstacle is the Way. And it's a book that really changed my life in my career. And just how I approach everything in life is that 
life is all about the obstacles that are in front of us, right? It's a big NFL book. All the all the coaches, Belichick loves it. He's, he's Nick Saban loves it. Huge NFL book. Joe Judge was talking about it in an article this summer. Everyone is reading it. Everyone knows about this book, and it's basically about this st- studies of Marcus Aurelius, who's this uh, you know who is a, a well-known uh, practitioner of something called Stoicism, and he came out and he says you know an impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Life is all about obstacles, guys, and it's how we react to those obstacles in our life that are going to make or break our, our future. Are we going to react to it negatively with alcohol, drugs, or unreasonableness? Uh, or are we going to act to it? Are we going to really perceive it properly and react proactively and react smart to what's being put in our ways? And if we can find a way to ignore outside noise and, and emotion, we can make much better decisions. And that applies to cops. That applies to, you know, uh, you know criminal. That applies to everyone, uh, coaches, CEOs. I mean, and the book is great because it talks about examples of how this practice was preached over the years. So I highly recommend it. And I, I, you know, I wish more people practiced life that way because it would, it would, it would spur more conversation instead of infighting, you know. And, and that's really my problem. And, and that goes for all sides: Republican, Democrat, white, black. Everyone is so hot right now, and rightfully so. But we shouldn't be attacking each other because when we do that, like I said, the voices that we're trying to speak for will never get heard. That is a, a thousand percent correct, and I couldn't echo that statement more. And you just nailed every single thing, and you are absolutely correct, and I could not agree more. Now, you guys, see, you admit you guys are so lucky that you guys will never have to deal with experiences of cops that I have to deal with, unfortunately. But it shouldn't happen. No way. Yeah, it's like, you know, it sometimes, and I know this might sound kind of crazy, but Sometimes I kind of wish it happened to me at least once. That way I'd be able to understand. Um, I remember one time it was maybe a couple of weeks after Trayvon Martin died. Purposely, I walk past the precincts wearing a hoodie, right, for a full half hour. I just walk back and forth, back and forth. You know, I try to make myself look as, you know, bad bad as possible nothing happens and and then i take off my hoodie just to go home i see a black kid wearing a hoodie a cop stops him Jeez. and i was just doing that and 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 i made sure my face was invisible because because obviously if i just put it on a hoodie they're gonna say okay he's white but i purposely made sure you know my face was invisible and Nothing happened, and people should not get stopped just for walking on the block. And 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 even George Floyd, right? Who supposedly was passing bad checks. There's no reason to do that, man. You got the guy cuffed. Why do you have to have cops putting your knee on him? And then you got three cops just standing there jerking off, saying, "Oh, ha ha, that's funny. That's our amusement." And and body cams. Why aren't all cops having body cams on at all times? Body cams tell us the story, man. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. Body cams, the problem is, like, I remember sometimes it would take me months, guys, to get body cams when I would request it. I'm like, why the fuck is it taking so long? You know, like, you should have it. It should be uploaded. and I should have it the time I, the time the file hits my fucking desk, you know? 
Absolutely. So, and what, what, what's the procedure for something like that? Well, it depends on every city. But basically, you know, we when, when body cams were getting up first in Miami, Miami's made up of a ton of little cities and municipalities. So every department was different, right? Um, so usually when the case opened up, the people would request it right away. Sometimes it will say in the arrest form if it was activated. Uh, you know, sometimes he doesn't say anywhere, and then you find out later that there were, and you have to scramble to get it. Uh, and it takes forever. So, I mean, the, the serious cases, you'll get them quick, obviously. But a lot of times, like, fucking took me a while, especially in juvenile cases. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is taking so long? Uh, and, and a lot of times, it would tell the fucking story. I'm like, come on, man, this guy's not doing anything, you know? I was one of the best, dude. You'd lo- you would have loved it. When I was a prosecutor, I one time sat, I was talking to the inmates, and, like, they'd bring them in when I was in felonies. And I said, hey, man, what's my, because uh, everyone has a reputation. They all talk about the people because you're in court every day. I'm like, hey, man, what's your reputation around here? And they're like, man, you're like that Saul Goodman attorney. We, said, <laughs> we, love, we, we, we love you because because they're like, listen, I was I was I was consistent. I was like, listen, if you are fucking around, like unless you didn't hit somebody, unless there's not a victim, uh, um, and it's not child or women related, uh, or you're not like you know obviously didn't kill or hurt someone like that, or it's not like a trafficking amount of drugs, or you didn't steal something crazy. Like most of the time, I'm gonna offer you something pretty reasonable to get the fuck out. You know, um, and that was my, but listen, not all prosecutors were like that. I remember I told the story on the podcast once of when I was in, oh, night. Wait. Okay. Uh, I hate that. That's another race. Uh, I, there was a, there was a, a DUI case and I just moved into this division. Uh, and you know, so I guess it's crazy. It's Miami. It's fucking hundreds of cases. So it's, it's a madness, right? And, uh, so the person that I was inheriting the case from says, this is the plea that this guy is taking. This guy's name was Basil Geronis, right? The defendant. And uh, and I can say it's all public record. Um, I won't say the prosecutor's name, who was a fucking <laughs> big shit. Of course, of course. I, uh, so, I, so I take over the case, and like, you know, so the public defender comes up to me, and she says, Tall, listen, my client is ready to take a plea. It was involving him, like, doing, like, 90 or 180 days in jail, something like that. But, you know... They're saying that he had a prior conviction, and he's telling me he doesn't have it. I don't see it, but he was one of those one of those people. He did drive drunk, so he didn't want to fight it. He was he just had like you know he was he wanted to pay the consequences. He was he was I believe Haitian, so he or wherever he came from, his background was like hey you gotta you pay your dues you know you know if you fuck up. Um, so he was willing to do whatever. So I'm looking and I'm like dude I don't see fucking any prior DUIs in this thing. But then I look into his national priors right where you can get they're called ncic's you could pull up everybody's record from the entire country and i looked and this, there was a lot there was some stuff but the prior dui that they were charging him with was for some random generic name that got mixed into this guy's priors and it was and it was a new jersey dui and they were gonna fucking put this guy in jail for this other guy's D, like they were gonna enhance his, even though he drove drunk, obviously in this case, they were gonna enhance his sentence because. Oh, it's okay. He was one of these gung ho prosecutors. That's want to lock people up, like one of those scumbags. And uh, I remember afterwards, the guy ended up offering him diversion. I ended up offering him diversion. I think it was, you know, it was he was it was not eligible for jail, in my opinion. Uh, so he could have gone to jail, or what I ended up giving him was this diversion program. Guy, like, I mean, in that moment, I immediately gained my judge's respect. It was a former offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, Ed Newman. That's a whole other story. Oh, wow. I talk about him that's my boy um but but 
that is the problem is that you have some overzealous prosecutors too that ignore things and and the the prosecutor wasn't racist this guy he was just one of those guys that just he got his dick hard for locking people up and I always I always if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna offer somebody jail or put somebody in jail, I better make sure my eyes are dotted and my T's are fucking crossed. Because I I, I don't want to be the guy that, uh, I don't want to be the guy that, that potentially locked up an innocent man. Or I didn't want to be the guy. You know, I think that's worse than being a defense attorney and your client being found guilty. Because at least if you tried, you did all you can, you know? What was the first thing you looked for if if you had to make a plea deal? What was the first? Well, you always wanted to look one. Uh, you looked at their priors and shit like that. You know, you see if they have a criminal history. And, and when, it, when when there was in felonies, what you had to do is there was a score sheet. So every crime is given a certain score. And if it's just after a certain amount of years, like if they don't have crimes like for 10 years, you can't score crimes more than like 10 years old or some shit like that. But if they have one within 10, you can score them all. And every crime is given a score, obviously the less to the most. Uh, and so you calculate that. And if in felonies, if it was like a not, so you had the bottom of your guidelines and the top of your guidelines. So if your bottom of your guidelines were not state prison, it pretty much meant you're okay to offer a non-prison or jail plea uh, if you felt up to it, you know, if the crime, if it calls for it. Listen, there's scumbags out there. There's people that deserve, I've deposed fucking child molesters in prison, and I hope they fucking rot there. That's what prison it should be for. Not, you know, not people that are being arrested with drugs. All right, I have I have one final question before we do a little sports. For yeah. for the nonviolent offenders who got out because of COVID, um, is that for good or would they have to go well, back to finish their sentence? I think it's basically that what, from my understanding, and, and mind you, it's state by state. Uh, but uh, like Florida, for example, it's, you, know, you just get released like on you know pretty much supervised release. But in other states, you're like paroled. You know, like the guy that got shot in Atlanta was actually released from prison back in April. Because he was under there for child uh, child abuse, and they released him due to COVID. Wow. Uh, so that's that's a whole other layer to that fucking crime. Um, but you know, so that, but that's the thing. It has to be on every single level, man. You know, you need to be able to look for it because you know the cops can arrest on one thing, but you need to make sure that you have uh, you know. Diligent prosecutors, and most of them people are. Most prosecutors are diligent, especially in the bigger towns. You know, you're not going to see like this fucking, you know, what you saw in Just Mercy uh, in some of these bigger towns anymore. It's just so, you can't hide that shit, that, that, that kind of blatant racism within a tradition. But fuck, in these small towns in Georgia, fuck yeah, you can. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Georgia is, I mean, every county in Georgia has a prison, a state prison. Did you know that? I agree. Wow. No, 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 no. Every county, every county in Georgia, guys, has a state prison. That's Jeez. fucking crazy. That is. That's um, crazy. Now let now let let's try it again to some little sports and talk yeah. about your little your little Miami bad dolphins. Oh, hey, they got Tua, man. Don't hey, we got, don't hey, sleep we on Tua. Tua, motherfucker. Have we talked since we got Tua? No, no, we haven't. Uh, we haven't talked since. So first, first before you address me, before you address me, I want to fucking congratulations. <laughs> all right, first of all, congratulations. You finally got, they got what you wanted, a broken down, hit, one hit away from being a one hit Yeah, that's 
the and the AFC East. Oh, actually, the third best team. night you guys got to her I texted you congrats he gets you six wins just him yeah that that's how good to will be I'm telling you the Dolphins if if they do him right and give him support to a to a not only should start this year but but he's gonna do good things and he's he's the best quarterback he's the best quarterback in in the AFC East Everyone down here, I know, I think that's probably true, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but everyone, oh my those, God. <laughs> how, how is he not better than Josh Allen? Come on, stop yourself. Well, Josh Allen is good. I like Josh Allen a lot, but I'll never forget. He needs to prove me. He needs to, he needs to fucking prove me uh, wrong from that playoff game that he had. That was one of the worst playoff games of all time. But, but at least Josh Allen went to the playoffs. All right, he got he he got the Bills to a sixteen nothing lead, and then he couldn't score again. Right, and then and then and then you got the quarterback on the Jets who sees ghosts. All right, so he's and and Jared Stidham, Jared Stidham throws interceptions. So I think Sam Darnold had the first ever case of uh, had the first ever case of COVID. I think his fucking uh, whatever he had was actually COVID. Oh shoot! Yeah, you know what's crazy? You know, you know what's crazy is that like, I mean, I, 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 James, you're going in and out, man. You broke up. I, I said all these Jets fans are like, oh my God, Barkley's working out with Darnold, so you know. Oh, they think that's gonna happen? Yeah. You, any running back, any running back that goes to play for Adam Gase is wants to end it. Like is, is is asking for career suicide. Adam Gase is as reliable with running backs as I am with my gambling. Like he is <laughs> Adam Gase is oh he is awful. He is the worst running back coach. I mean, like the motherfucker didn't know like to win. Like when Jay Ajayi was good, like he, he fucked everything up. I hate Adam Gase. But you know, but I will say this about the Dolphins is what I I'm, I don't want to play Tua one fucking down this season, and now everybody wants to play him uh, this season. I'm like, this season has to be about building the perfect offensive line for Tua in the future. You better experiment like fucking crazy, find like a mad scientist, find that perfect line this year, and then with your hundred fucking million dollars next year, uh, and if you need to, you know, if you need to buy more fucking offensive linemen, do it. Draft it. Get skill position guys like Travis Etienne or Jalen Waddle. Like get those guys like, or Jamar Chase, you know, shit like that. 
Like, you know, make sure before you put Tua in that you've built the perfect team for Tua and let Ryan Fitzpatrick take the hits. The defense is going to be fine. I mean, I don't think the defense really needs that many more pieces right now. Our secondary is great. Our linebackers are pretty cool. Uh, so I just want to focus on building the best possible line for Tua. You know, everyone, like, people, there's articles in Miami coming around, like, oh, she needs to start the first game. I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy. We've waited this long for a quarterback, and we're going to put this fragile motherfucker in game one? No way. No Do way. It. Do it. Do it. Come on, game one of the season. Tua versus Jared Stidham. Tua's, Tua's going to throw, like, three touchdowns, man. No. It's going to be Fitzpatrick Stidham week one. Oh, my God. The quarterback match of the week. <laughs> How about this? You want to talk about gambling? And I'm thinking about making a bet on this, and I think it's absurd. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. There's a bet right now. Will Mike Gundy be the head coach at Oklahoma State on June on July first, two thousand twenty? Midnight, July first, twenty twenty. Will he be the, the head coach? Right now, it's minus two hundred, which is pretty. I mean, it's, it's heavy. I mean, but that's really not that bad because I don't think they're going to fire the guy. No, nah, they're not going to fire him. They're not going to fire him. Oh, and he came out and spoke with Chuba Hubbard, and then he spoke by himself. You know, I think he's done. You know, it's also like a bad lesson to teach the kids. Like, you know, that you know, these at the end of the day, these college football players are kids that are learning, and they should get paid. By the way, are they now? Florida, by the way, Florida uh, legalized. Yeah, uh, starting next year. That they could get money from, like, if there's a video game or if they want to do endorsements. Did you know that? Yeah. That was big time. But, uh, you know, we, it shouldn't be, like, players shouldn't um, think that just because somebody might, you know, have a different viewpoint than you. And he was just wearing a news shirt, which, yes, they have fucking crazy views of Black Lives Matter. And that news channel is fucking crazy, I know. But, you know, you shouldn't, it's a bad lesson to teach players that just because we disagree with somebody, we're going to go ahead and, and, you know, fire them and risk the financial ruin for our university because of the buyout. You know, in life, sometimes we're not going to agree with our superiors, and it's all, it's about having conversation and being able to work with each other. That's what makes the world fucking great, is being able to, you know, you guys and I, we haven't even spoke met, you know, but we could go on and talk for now 40 fucking minutes about all kinds of things because we're willing to talk and listen to each other. Yeah, and the, o- the only thing I'll say with that t-shirt is you got to know what you're choosing to representing. Whether whether it's a free swag gift or shirt, right? If if it just says KKK with a Major League Baseball logo, you know it's representing strikeouts. But if you just wear a shirt that says KKK and nothing else, you're showing the world you're racist. So, you have to know what you're choosing to say or represent. You have to. Right. Oh, shut your mouth. 
defense is gonna be they're gonna be good, but you'll go eight and eight. You're not you're not gonna go to Super Bowl. You're done. Your days of winning Super Bowl, yeah, not winning the Super Bowl. Just, it's over. I have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. Just me as a person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? You guys, you guys are so mean. You better hope. You better hope they they don't get Cam. Because if they get Cam, the NFL is back and, and it belongs to the Patriots, right? But they're not getting Cam. Cam is Bill Belichick guy. Stop it. You better hope. Or hey, or hey, wouldn't the best Belichick be just to piss everybody off? Go hire Colin Kaepernick, man. Out that that would piss everybody off. I was just about to say, now, if you get Colin Kaepernick, that, that would be very interesting. One thing Bill does very well is he does do well. He, he knows how to navigate the room, although being oh, yeah. Antonio Brown experiment, that was, right. uh, that was more AP than Bill. Uh, really, when it comes down to Colin Kaepernick, is, is, it's, 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 are you willing to deal with a distraction for a guy who's probably going to be a backup quarterback up the team? Yeah, that's what it's going to be, man. When they lose, it's going to be, oh, is, is Kaepernick the problem? Is Kaepernick the problem? And and right. and most likely, right, you know, the majority of teams... Is, for not, or is Bill Belichick racist for not starting Colin Kaepernick? You know? You know what team? Cool. What team? There are, you, know, you, know what, you know what two, you know what three teams I could see Kaepernick on? One is the LA Chargers. I, I saw that, yeah. The other team, you're going to be surprised... I think I, I could see him backing up Patrick Mahomes. I could definitely see that. Andy Reid does very much well with Mason Project. I could see that. And third, That's, I've never heard that one. That's a good one. I think him. I think he's a better backup than Chad Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and the third team, the Washington Redskins. You think you go sure there? No way. I'm not sure. Yes. Do you are you do you think Ron Rivera is sold on um? I'm doing no. Captain. No, I don't know about that, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. With, with, with Colin Kaepernick, because remember, he has a movement. With Colin Kaepernick comes a movement. With the name of the Redskins staying Redskin, would he go play for that team? I say no. He doesn't have yeah, to go sign for anybody. You know what I mean? But I, but and also Donald, Don, um, Big Donnie Trump came out and said that he would support capitalism. As well, he should. Uh, That's one thing. That was one of the first things that ever really fucking like. I don't need politics ever getting involved with fucking sports. I want sports to escape fucking politics. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he injects himself into that shit, it makes my fucking blood boil. Now, you know, unless you're making, a, unless you're having fun with it, like don't make it about you. We've never done this before. We were supposed to do this with Brian, but the next time we get Brian on this for him, we have a segment to end the show. We call this called Rapid Fire. Basically, I'm going to ask you random question. I got to get my vape pen. I got to get my vape pen. One minute. I want to hit my vape pen before I do this. Get my motor skills. Make sure my motor skills are really sharp. Now, some of the questions are going to be harsh, like, right. you know, like Patriot questions. Oh, jeez. I, I, I love it. That's my obedient like will die in the show. Just ask the questions, you filthy animal. <laughs> Number one, will Jared Stidham be the Patriot oh, after 2020? After 2020? No. <laughs> 
Who will be who will be the better quarterback going forward? Tua Gross and Wait, I didn't hear, I didn't hear the second half. Tua or who? I didn't hear the second question. Tua or Darnold? Did you say Tua or Darnold? I think he said Daniel Jones. Oh, Tua. Definitely Tua. Um, the Patriots dynasty. That dynasty over. Yes. You guys suck, you know that? You guys suck big time, alright? I love it. I love it. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I gotta be honest. So, yes, the build up for tonight after two years? Oh, um. Uh. No, I don't, I don't think about that. I don't think he'll retire in two years. I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Question. I think he'll stick around. If, if they let him stick around and be on his own, he'll be the whole PJ. What's that? James, your service sucks, by the way. As it, you, you, Your service sucks worse than these questions. <laughs> Service sucks. Service sucks. Love it. Love it. What was the was the last question? The Belichick one. I I have no idea. Yeah, no, no, I said who will be the future quarterback of the who will be the future quarterback of the Patriots? Oh my God! After this season? Yes. <sighs> um. <laughs> Alright, give me a second. That's a great question. It's not gonna be like it's not gonna be points or anything like that. I know that. James James, you really need to find the strap on the sit on, alright? Because you're really uh, pissing me off. I think it's gonna probably be uh, I'm trying to think of guys right now. I'm running through the quarterbacks in my head. See I thought Jake Fromm was gonna go there, but uh Well I'm thank God he didn't. I'm running through the quarterbacks for next year. It's not gonna be Lawrence. It's not going to be Justin Fields. It's going to be too high for Justin Fields. And I also don't think the Patriots would draft maybe. I don't know if they're going to draft the quarterback like first round. They could, but maybe it'd be. You know which one I could see? Um, Bill Belichick has a good relationship with uh, uh, Kirby Smart. I would maybe see Jamie Newman from uh, Georgia who transferred from Wake Forest. Uh, I think that could be one. Maybe, or maybe the Patriots want to go the Patrick Mahomes route and maybe they get that guy um, that everyone's talking about this guy from North Dakota State uh, this young kid there I forget his name he's got, a, he's got, he's got like an interesting name like one of those funky North Dakota State names uh, oh, yeah. I love it but he's like he's like Mahomes he's like Mahomes-esque wait I'm, I gotta find out this man because that's the, and listen at the end of the day What's what's it about now in the AFC? Is like how do you beat Patrick Mahomes? Are you going to beat Patrick Mahomes with a game manager and a good defense, or do you need to have a dynamic uh, quarterback? I think you need to have a dynamic quarterback. Oh, Jeff Nolan. Jeff Nolan. No, that's not him. Trey Lance. Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Okay. That's his name. Yeah. Trey, Trey Lance. Trey. Gotcha. 
That's him. He's really good, apparently. So I'm looking forward to watching him next year. But my thing, too, is about if, if you're going to get a small school quarterback, that was my knock on Josh Allen. Like, you could be fucking good and, you know, the, you know all the intangibles, great. But I want to see that you won at your small school. That's why I liked Carson Wentz like, and stuff. Like, I want to see if you're playing at a small school, then all right, then I want to see that you won at that level. If your highest level is that, then I want to see you won there, you know? So, ah, that's beautiful. Well, well, TW, like, yeah, like, we, this segment was great. I, 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 it was trash. It was garbage, right? Horrible, horrible question. TW, put him in cuffs. Do not represent him and make and make him go away for a very long time. Give him the chair. No, I, I wish I, I could, but I, I, but I, I like, I like this. And I like you. Thank you. So, <laughs> don't fantastic. Sometimes you need some modesty. I'm you for know what? Thanks for giving us your great answer to those wonderful rapid fire segments, because they were fantastic. <laughs> You're so smug, you son of a bitch. I love it. I love it. It's just like a wrestling. It's just like a wrestling uh, promo right now. Pretty much. <laughs> Do you guys? You guys are wrestling fans. James is. I was watching, I remember you were telling me that, because when I was watching WrestleMania, um, uh, the, the WWE Network, they have a great documentary on The Undertaker. I mean, who doesn't love The Undertaker? Uh, and that was fun. That's what I've been watching. Now. That's badass. That is fantastic. And Your service is trash, just like those rapid fire questions, you hack. <laughs> I love it. All right, Tala, it was a fantastic time. You are the lawman. It was great stories. Um, I will definitely check out that book, and uh, we'll talk again soon. The obstacle is the way. Great book, and always a pleasure hearing from you guys. Glad to hear we're doing well. Uh, spread the schmear. Absolutely. Guys, schmear campaign. Him and, and our other buddy, Brian, they do great work. And uh, check it out. We're trying to figure that out with somebody right now. So if we do, it will be out before Saturday. But we're not sure yet. Nice, nice. Oh, oh and by the way, great, great job always talking to Brian's dad. Um, oh, great. Fantastic, fantastic part of the segment, and I give Brian a lot of credit for for having to listen to his dad talking about uh his uh sexual conquests over the. <laughs> his dad is one of my favorite people in the world. It's, he is. He was disco. He was like the mayor of disco in New York in the sixties and seventies. Wow. Yeah, he was like he's a big deal in that arena. I love and the, and the fun fact about that segment is that is that uh, Brian Brian talks sometimes, but his dad can't hear him because I'm wearing the headset. So, <laughs> it's, so it's just like he he tries like he says all this stuff like you know oh, what the fuck was well, so I hear everything. Brian doesn't talk. Brian's talking, but he's not being broadcasted. 
because it's coming through my headphones. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Brian, it is being broadcasted, but it's not being broadcasted. Right, right, right. Happy back on again. All right, guys. Enjoy. Thanks for having me on. Stay Take safe. care, man. Bye. Yeah, Tala's a great guy. Unfortunately, you have some horrible tasting questions. You did that on purpose. You probably had that plan the whole entire time, ever since I told you he was having him on. And you know what? You suck. You really suck for that. I love